Welcome to Shifting Climates, where we attempt to rehumanize the conversation on climate change. I'm Akila Mass. And I'm Harrison Horst. Thanks for joining us. You'll probably remember our interview subject for today. His name is Antonio Luis Maestas, from episode two of this season. Antonio grew up in the Mountain View community, just outside of Albuquerque, and now he works as a community organizer in Mountain View and other communities like it, advocating for clean air and water alongside the residents. Antonio is the one who talked to us about what life is like surrounded by environmental injustices. In this lot, you have a concrete factory. In this lot, you have an oil refinery. In this lot, you have a chlorine factory. Then you have a metals recycling plant. Then you have a sewage plant. Literally, I'm, I'm... Antonio is a strong advocate for justice of all kinds. And he spoke with us about the spirit of resistance that fuels his advocacy. We'd like to jump into the middle of the interview and share one piece of our conversation with him in its entirety. I'm just curious if you mentioned a little bit um, like a spiritual connection with with land, um, but how does how does your own spirituality sort of flow through your work, or or does it is that a big part of your organizing? Or I don't know. So this one's kind of complicated, <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of hits the last question too. You mm-hmm. guys sent um, the quote that I quoted one of my professors, or it's not a direct quote from him, but it is something that we talked about about social movements are spiritual, and the principles of environmental justice are doctrine. Um, so for me, spirituality is very complicated. And when it comes to, to land, um, it, it fits with that social movements is our spiritual because, um, for me, it's centuries of a battle of a fight that my community in particular has faced. Um, and so when you resist, there's a form of spirit in that. Because when you are resisting, you're not resisting out of hatred. You're not resisting out of bad intention and bad will. You're resisting out of love. The anger comes from love. And when you're proactive in that sense, um, that's where it becomes spiritual because it is a part of your being, right? Um, and it kind of goes back to like, we cannot separate ourselves from the environment, right? Um, so, like, my spirit, my well being, my emotional well being, my physical well being is dependent upon the well being of the environment. Is dependent upon the well-being of my community, mm-hmm. upon my family. Um, so that's where it becomes spiritual. So we cannot necessarily take our spirit away from what we do as organizers, but it is like so much more integrated within it. And you know, environmental justice is our doctrine because environmental justice is where we live, where we work, where we play, where we worship, where we eat, where we go to school, um, and that also talks about our resistance in everyday life right so if the environment is where is including all of that then an act of racism is an environmental injustice to us right because it breaks the soul it breaks the your your emotions it hurts you physically right because of the physiological effect so that's an interruption that's interrupts the fabric of our lives right so when i say spiritual i mean you know the resistance is healing us from within because every time we resist to something out of love for somebody else for ourselves for our community we are taking the power back and we're empowering our own people to say that you know these these acts are not going to destroy the fabric of my life mm-hmm. um but we're going you know through tears 
through difficult conversations, we're gonna reestablish ourselves and we're gonna thrive and we're gonna prosper as people of color. We're gonna like, we're gonna move, you know what I mean? We're gonna do it. And so that's kind of like, you know, what that means um, to me. And, you know, specifically because our bodies are politicized, they're always trying to, to tame our migrations, so to speak, um, because people of color, you know, brown and black people moving freely is scary to white supremacy mm-hmm. um that's why dance to me is also very spiritual i, be- I love you know like mm-hmm. expressing yourself through movement one of my really really close friends he's a dancer and um works a lot in community empowerment he told me movement is the first way we have learned to communicate that is the language that is universal yeah. is movement i mean you learn how to walk before you learn how to talk when you exactly <laughs> yeah right and any move shift of body language tells you how someone's feeling, mm-hmm. even if you speak a different language. So when you have black and brown dancers, you know, moving their bodies freely, they're challenging white supremacy, and that's a spiritual aspect. Dance is so therapeutic, mm-hmm. you know, and it challenges, you know, the norms of, like, you know, like immigration. You know, you, you want to talk about immigration. That's that is to control brown people from coming in. You know what I mean? They want to control who we are, you tax citizenship on top of them, which is even more complicated, they're easier to control. Um, the institution of police, you know, the Texas Rangers and police, police were created after emancipation. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a book called From Black Lives Matter to Black Liberation that talks about that. Mm-hmm. So when you're afraid of black and brown people moving freely, you create a system of law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And walls to restrict. And walls, <laughs> right? Yeah. So Texas Rangers were, were the first border wall that we ever had, mm-hmm. you know? Um, they lynched Mexican communities that were crossing, you know, not cross, I don't even want to say crossing, they lynched Mexican communities moving freely within their ancestral lands because Mexican communities are also indigenous. They created uh, the prison industrial complex, right, which is the new slavery, the new Jim Crow. Michelle Alexander talks about that. Um, the professor that I talked to in that quote, uh, he has a book called Good Punishment. His name is James Samuel Logan, and he takes the Christian aspect and says, is, is capital punishment um, is incarceration does that follow Christian moral ethics mm-hmm. right and when you know so when you have black and brown bodies moving freely you create the prison industrial complex you know um, there's a clause in the amendment that says slavery is banished and illegal unless it's for a punishment so now you start to see black and brown people and bodies being used in prisons to work for corporations corporations exploit prison labor so now you know, that's where the spiritual aspect comes. Dance is spiritual. Yeah. Um, connecting, you know, the environment, which is where we live, work, play, worship, eat, pray, study, whatever it is. When you resist that, you are starting to re... The difference is now is you are knitting that fabric of your life in the way you want it to be, not what society is telling you to be. Um, so that's the spiritual aspect of social movements. That was long... That was great. That was beautiful. But if you do not cut anything, just make sure you keep that. Yeah.